0: Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. Today, we are talking about mothers. My favorite thing about Mother's Day is the opportunity to celebrate the unyielding love of mothers. Hey, y'all. That was my son, Fisher. He didn't even charge me for his time to record that little intro. It's amazing. Today's podcast is about mothers and motherhood in honor of Mother's Day, but it is also about entrepreneurship and you know, I'm going to say it mental health. It's about grief and about love and about all of the energy that goes into forming something or someone important. So, no matter where you are on the spectrum of motherhood or not, or liking your mother or not, I think there may be a, a little takeaway in this episode for you. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. So Genesis, what's your favorite thing about Mother's Day? My favorite thing about Mother's Day is buying gifts and celebrating the people who give birth to you you have two mothers kind of right you have the mother who gave birth to you and the mother who nags you to put the dishes away and do your homework every day (laughs) so does that mean twice the trouble twice the celebration kind of I mean some parts of having two isn't trouble some parts are a little bit of trouble it's a little complicated sometimes huh yep yeah Do you feel like maybe someday you would like to be a mother? You know, like when you're 35 and you have your PhD? Um, maybe. I don't really know. Can't really plan ahead. (laughs) What is unique about mothers, maybe compared to other grown-ups in your life, like teachers or fathers or the other grown-ups? Um... It's just hard to find ways of singing all the things. All the things. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, mothers are kind of different. Like, they um, trim your toenails, (laughs) raise your hair. (laughs) It's a little bit more intimate, maybe, than it is with, like, a teacher. Yeah. A little more connected. Yep. Happy Mother's Day from the pandemic. It's a, a little bit of a tricky day to celebrate for some of us because of the limits of moving around and shopping and eating out and those kinds of things. So the, the traditional uh, Mother's Day activities may be less available depending on where you are. But I think it's worth taking the pause to notice and celebrate the role of mothers in our lives. This, of course, is not at the exclusion or negation of the role of fathers in Grandparents and other important grown-ups, but to just give space to celebrate the uniqueness of motherhood. I was talking with my friend Ronsley Voss on his podcast, The Psychology of Entrepreneurship, a couple of weeks ago. And he asked me if I thought that that mothers were the original entrepreneurs. And that question really landed for me because in many ways, yes, mothers are the original growth hackers, hustlers, managing the marketing and the messaging motivators, running the team. So many of the same things that we associate with running a business happen at the kind of the micro level when mothers are supporting the growth of their children. In any given day, a mother may serve the the roles of chef, taxi driver, emergency nurse, relationship counselor, math coach, soccer coach, fashion consultant, beauty advisor, drill sergeant, motivational speaker cleanliness monitor, and giver of hugs. So in that way, like many entrepreneurs, mothers serve many, many, many roles and are really constantly shifting back and forth, responding to what's needed to help support and grow these young humans. But also, like many entrepreneurs, mothers often carry this sort of invisible weight, the mental health burden of having So much of one's self so thoroughly invested in another entity, in the well-being of something else or someone else. Even in very mentally healthy mothers, there is a level of fusion, the level in which the children become this deep, deep investment and an extension of oneself. And I'm not saying that this doesn't exist in fathers because I know that it does. It does in in my family in, in some ways. But I think because of the really intimate physical bond between mothers and children, and in some ways the societal expectations that a, a woman's children are an extension of her. But we also have a body of psychological research that points to the possibility that a mother bears the emotional burdens of the family differently and in a more intensive way than fathers do. An awareness of the psychological well-being of children an attunement to their ups and downs that can be a little bit different between mothers and fathers. So like the entrepreneurial clients that I serve in many mothers, I see this, this emotional vulnerability to, as their children are, so are they, this synchronicity in the emotional ups and downs. I'm not sure where this quote came from, but I've heard it in a variety of places that to become a mother is to walk around for the rest of your life with your heart outside of your body. And that's the kind of vulnerability I'm talking about, this sense in which you give so much of yourself to a child without any real assurance that it's going to work out okay. (laughs) Okay. And that's a deep level of psychological, emotional, human risk that I don't know that we always take time to pause and really celebrate. I will say that my own experience as a mother has been unlike any other part of my life in terms of transformation and growth. I'm mama to two children that I gave birth to and one acquisition. And all three of them have taught me deep, deep lessons about my own selfishness, (laughs) about my own entitlement, about my lack of patience and short temper. But they have also taught me deeply about my own capacity to love and to be patient and to be creative, to be joyful. They've helped me to know with much more clarity what I'm really good at in the world and what I really love. And they've also helped me to know with much more clarity where my own limits are. So the the transformation that goes along with opening your life, your body, your heart to the presence of a small human who lacks any... Real form of insight or regulation, certainly at the beginning, is an incredible journey. And I do think that there is a lot of heroism, the everyday kind of heroism that many mothers experience, which is that deep sacrifice of self for the well-being of another, that society could do much better to deeply celebrate, especially now when many mothers are stretched in ways they've never been before. With having children home, bearing the responsibility of educating them, keeping them entertained, managing their mental health, keeping them well, and doing all of that while in some cases working a full-time job suddenly from home. And then in other cases, having just recently lost a job and dealing with the uncertainty and financial instability of that scenario. None of us are doing it perfectly right now. Most of us are quite stressed and strained in our lives as parents. And so I I think this Mother's Day is a really special invitation to pause and honor and celebrate and thank and acknowledge the ways that the fierce love of the mothers in our world is kind of the glue that keeps us all together. This Mother's Day can also be quite a difficult day for people. I know many friends who this is a day of grieving because they've lost their mothers. Their mothers are no longer alive to hug and to celebrate. And then there are the, the non-literal losses, the, those of us who don't have connected relationships with our mothers. Maybe we don't speak to them. Maybe we don't have a positive relationship because our mother was abusive or unavailable or lived in addiction. And it's a complicated day. You heard a little bit from our daughter, Genesis, at the beginning of the podcast, who has her own very complicated story with mothers. (laughs) You know, I am her mother and have been since she was seven, but she has another mother who she misses and longs for and has lost from a daily relational standpoint. And so it's a, a mixed day with a lot of complicated feelings. Mother's Day can also be a day ripe with grief for people who longed to be mothers and have not been able to become mothers for a variety of reasons. So you can call it a Hallmark holiday, but I'm going to tell you, it is a, it's a loaded psychological day for lots of us. It is, of course, really beautiful, lots to celebrate, and then can be a source of a lot of pain. And I think I am most deeply aware of this this year because this Mother's Day falls on the one-year anniversary of us losing my brother. So it's a super sad day for me. And a day which it's really extraordinarily painful to not be able to be with my mother who, you know, I live in Minnesota. She lives in California and um, she is quarantining faithfully in her home. And it just is one of those days where I, like many of you, can't be physically present, but most want to just give a hug. I think when there's a deep mixture of grief and also joy and gratitude... Right, the joy and the gratitude that I have for who my mother is, it can feel kind of complicated to know what to do and how to hold that. So, uncharacteristic of me, I've decided to um, ask for some help. And I reached out to um, a number of friends, specifically by email and text. And then I put out a, a kind of vague message on Facebook. Anyway, I recruited about 50 people to help me kind of overwhelm my mom with love on this very, very sad, but also important Mother's Day. And so she's going to be receiving notes and cards and small gifts and flowers from really people all over the world who care about me, so they care about her, or I think just found it to be a compelling story and they wanted to be an expression of love to someone who is quarantined in their house alone without their family around them grieving the death of their son, which just happens to fall on the same day as Mother's Day. And so even today as I'm recording this and as you are listening to it, little things are arriving at her house and I'm kind of hoping that her living room is just sort of overwhelmed with You know, little expressions of love from strangers. I think my own grief around this date has made it feel like I don't quite have the energy to shower her with love and adoration the way that I wish I could. So the simple act of asking for help is me asking other people to help carry some of that love her direction. And I love that strangers are helping with that. People that she doesn't know are sending her cards and kind words. My story might be a little bit extreme just in the way that my brother's death anniversary kind of lines up with Mother's Day. But I feel like all of us are in our own stories of deep grief and deep love, right? This is just a really kind of polarizing experience. And Mother's Day, for many of us, exacerbates that. So wherever you are on that continuum, if you are somebody who is in deep grief, who feels like your world is kind of spinning apart or feels like you're struggling to be a great mother in the midst of pandemic, or maybe you are missing your mother, or you are angry at your mother, you're heartbroken about your mother, whatever the narrative is, just please know that you aren't alone in that feeling and that if you poke around I know that you will find other people who are in a similar kind of state of mind or a similar kind of story. And I also would say, based on my own experience living in a place of deep love and deep grief, it is okay to ask for help in those tender places. It's okay to ask someone to listen to you talk about your anger or sadness. It's okay to carve out some time to write or draw or emote. You don't have to hold it all by yourself. You can ask someone to hold it a little bit alongside you. And if you are someone who was loved well by your mother, oh my gosh, please go deep on the celebration this year. Please go deep in the kind words and the notes. doesn't have to be gifts and extraordinary things, but how incredible is the gift of being loved well? It's one of those things that's so easy to take for granted because if you've really been loved well, it's so interwoven into the fabric of who you are that you, you know, you wouldn't know to appreciate it any more than you'd know to appreciate your pinky finger, like it's just part of who you are. Because that's what great mothering is. It helps you to become the best version of you. It's woven into you and it hardly leaves any traces of itself. And if you are a mama who is hustling, who is being entrepreneurial, who is scrappily trying to figure out how to meet the needs of growing young humans in the midst of an extraordinary situation, or even just in the midst of like daily life, please know that I think you are heroic. That if you can pause long enough to give yourself credit for all that you are doing to share your heart and your mind and your body with others, with another, in the most intimate, connected way, thank you for doing a good job. So for all of my entrepreneurial brothers and sisters out there, please take a moment to write that note or make that call to the mother or mother figure in your life who has helped you find the strength within yourself to be the scrappy hustler that you are, that's made you successful in your business? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast.